Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Dresmick Wicked is lonely on the lead. He's up by four. On the outside, don't tell me again, cutting into the margin, but it's Mick Wicked four years later back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter who sweeps past at the outside. Homicide Hunter trotting into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4, the fastest trotter ever. Dewey did done good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Giddy up. Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rockin' Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rockin' Ron, bit of a legend on the outside. Bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bound in gold cup and soccer. 59, somewhere fancy. Rockin' in heaven. Rose Run West is there. Here is the French connection. The alerts have won it. Fine. Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Shark start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Shark digging deep. Shark's going to dig in here and get the win here. Shark up on the front end. Then none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Holds on to win! Foiled again, tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Giddy up! Don't touch that dial. It's another action-packed rendition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association at Bet America. Mike Carter joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mike Bozich, who, listen, you've been off of work now three weeks. You, you got to be, you got to be, got to be feeling a little lazy sitting at home, huh? What, where did the word esteemed come from, by the way? I don't, I, I don't know. I kind of, you know, came right out of, the, came out of my head. That's all. At least just, I didn't just call you straight uh, off the cuff. It, what, what did I? Let's see. At least I didn't call you. Uh, what the heck was that word that I used the one time? Uh, oh, oh man, a, with a Melissa. Stigma. Key. A stigma. That's right. Stigma. My, my stigma partner. My stigma partner, Mike Bowden. Mm. Well, listen, we got a great show on tap for everybody today. Appreciate you joining us. Actually, this is going to be well. Actually, next week, I have to admit, favorite show of the year, the award show, because uh, you know certainly we give out se- we give seven great awards to some very deserving people. But uh, today on this edition, we're going to take a look at one of our favorite categories, Mike, the Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year. We've got most of the uh, finalists for that award, not all, but most. Uh, Bill McKenzie can join us here today, and Tani Camilleri is actually in Australia taking a, a, a flight home. So 
you know, so we can certainly forgive her for that. But the rest of the finalists, Mike, we have on this program today. And, you know, Mike, when we started this program, what, roughly four years ago now, you know, we wanted to give some props and some high fives and some promotion to, you know, the the stables that not necessarily people have heard of, you know, some of the smaller stables. And this particular award and this show, uh, Mike, gives us the opportunity to do that. Yeah, for sure. You know, we get to highlight some of the smaller stables that are out there. Some of the, uh, I don't want to call them franchise uh, stables, but the fractional ownership stables, uh, which I actually have had some success here with lately, uh, some fractional oh. ownership. So uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, with uh, Charlie Longo and those guys uh, from Winter Circle Racing. Uh, I'm excited to talk to Altmaier Wilder Racing. Boy, what an impact has Heather Wilder and Mike Wilder had on the sport of harness racing. Mike, not only do they have a family-run operation, but Heather is all over the place. She's doing the red carpet for the Ushua Award. She's uh, in tight with the U.S. Harness Rider. She's been on TV at the Breeders' Crown. She's doing a lot of great work. Yeah, no question about it. And how about Galliers Racing? Um, you know, we're going to be joined by Brady Galliers here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, you know, what a, what a big impact uh, they've had. Plus, how about Trevor Williams? Now, here's somebody, Mike, I, now I've got to be honest with you. Haven't heard too much about Trevor Williams but, uh, you know, he's kind of uh, – I don't want to say he's a newcomer to the sport, but, uh, you know, he's only had – his stable's only been in existence for five years. They only got their 100th win uh, back in 2019, last year, and just over 200 starts. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's good to see kind of, you know, new people, new stables pop up, and uh, congrats to Trevor and company, you know, for getting that nomination. So we're going to be joined by him coming up in just a couple of minutes and, uh, of course, you know, the other two that couldn't join us, Tani Camilleri, she's also a Pro Horse Woman of the Year. What a great season she's had, of course, winning the Breeders' Crown, winning a, a Breeders' Crown. And, of course, the Bill McKenzie Stable, uh, hats off to him. And how about the performance, Mike, of Southwind Ozzy, the 2019 Little Brown Chug, which, Mike, and all these things kind of, it, it's, it's like it's dot to dot, right? Because Roger Houston is up for race call of the year for that 2019 Little Brown Jug. So uh, we're going to – we won't have a chance to talk to Bill McKenzie today because he couldn't be with us, but we'll certainly talk a little bit about him. But, Mike, once again, the awards are really, really, really ramping up, and uh, time's running out to vote. Like, time's simply yeah, time's time running, is running out to vote. Out. So, yeah. If you're one of no, the procrastinators ahead. like me, make sure you get your votes in. Yeah, if you haven't done so yet, you have until Tuesday at 12 noon. And, Mike, boy, are there some tight races, including for Small Stable of the Year. Uh, what a race this has kind of come down to. Um, you know, last year, of course, Berlin Yoder, with the monstrous year he had, this was not uh, as wide open of a category as I would have liked it to be. But, boy, is this a wide open category this year. I'm looking forward to uh, releasing the winner uh, next uh, Thursday. Yeah, no question about it. And of course, we'll have uh, we kind of promised a facelift for the show this week, but that's kind of changed. It'll be next week. We figure with the awards. That's you know that's our biggest show of the year. So, you know, we'll uh, we'll kind of start it off with the awards uh, show, and we'll have a brand new open with all the nominees for race call of the year, uh, as well as uh, some new bumper music and some other things. Uh, we've got some big surprises in store. Uh, for all you listeners out there. So make sure you uh, kind of stay tuned with us on social media and our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com, for more details. So, Mike, I'll tell you what, these gentlemen have been patiently waiting. So I think it's probably <laughs> thing to uh, to go ahead and forego the first commercial break. We'll get to the first commercial in just a minute. But uh, let's bring in our guys from Winter Circle Racing. They are once again a finalist 
for the Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year, presented by our good friends at Usher Park. It's Matt Zuccarello and Charlie Longo from Winter Circle Racing. Guys, welcome to the program. Good morning, Thanks, gentlemen. Great to be back on. All right. Well, Matt, let's throw this first question to you, my friend. Uh, why don't you give us kind of an update? You know, you guys have been on the show before. Uh, but always like to, especially when, you know, we're in awards season, kind of like to reintroduce ourselves. So, Matt, give us an update, first of all, on our Winter Circle Racing, what's, what's been going on over the past year, and kind of tell us how everything got started and what Winter Circle Racing is, is about. Well, Charlie and I started this back in 2015, so um, similar to uh, Mr. Williams, this is our sixth year, our fifth full year um, from one horse, uh, cheap uh, claimer, 12-5 claimer, up to currently 12 horses, uh, mainly out of two two stables, Dennis Laterza and now Rob Harmon, um, and one or two major partners. We've turned to 12 horses and went into the import business with uh, acquiring several Australian and New Zealand imports, uh, which has been the hot hot uh, phase or fad, I guess, over the last year. So our biggest year uh, in racing last year, almost 400000 in purse earnings, uh, most wins, and we're up to like 50, 50, 55 investors now across 10 states and two countries, including uh, an investor from down under. Now, Charlie, this question's for you. Talk about what this has been like for you. And I talked a little bit uh, before we brought you guys on about, you know, the fractional ownership part of this and what it's like to kind of get new owners. I never owned a racehorse before last year. And now my wife and I have a piece of an Ohio Sire, or, uh, Buckeye Stallion Series horse who is coming up through the uh, competitive ranks. She's been no worse than fourth. I consider myself lucky since we got her. But I'll tell you what, what a ride and what a journey this has been for us. What's that excitement like for some of your new investors? It's been, uh, Mike, it's been an amazing experience for our investors. Um, you know, it's, for, for them, it's, it's not just about having, having a small piece of a racehorse. You know, it's about, like, like we say, the total racing experience. The ones that live close by, we, we invite them down to the barn to get hands-on, um, to really uh, get to learn and understand the business, to, uh, to meet our trainers, to take pictures with their horses. We invite them to the paddocks on race night. And we also uh, like to have special events throughout the year. Uh, Most recently, uh, we brought our investors down to uh, Rob and Patty Harmon's uh, new Big D stable in Montague, New Jersey. We had about 20-something show up that day, and they just had a blast. We had uh, everybody go out and jog horse with our trainers, with myself and Matt. Uh, We had a little barbecue for for all our investors. And we had some special guests. We had a couple of our drivers, Jimmy Marone Jr. and Greg Merton, show up and you know, they got to, you know, we had a little question and answer session, and they really got the most out of it, and and, and everyone was just beaming, you know, all day, and they, they can't wait to do it again uh, this upcoming May. Now, this question is for both of you, and, you know, we talk about these partnerships all the time, but, Matt, we'll start with you. How did Winter Circle Racing kind of come about, and how did you and uh, how did you and Charlie kind of get together and decide you guys wanted to start this? Well, we both met, actually, we both went through the, um, uh, the class. Uh, I took mine in uh, Ohio. I was always interested in the industry and went out to uh, where the jug is um, many about no, nine years ago now and then started working a little bit with Dennis Laterza, and then Charlie did the same thing. Uh, his was, I believe, upstate New York at, at Mark Ford's farm. And um, then we just met there, started talking about it, I had a LLC previously in the thoroughbreds, which I love thoroughbreds as well, but nothing compared to harness racing because we're racing pretty much every week. 
um, and decided mentioned it to him, and it just went from there. Um, we have such a good friendship, but also now with this partnership, thinking we're going to have one or two, be even happy with five horses. Now being up to 12, it just exceeded our expectations, and it really is uh, – it's just a blessing that we have great trainers and, and a great bunch of investors who believe in us and, and one or two main partners. Um, I think John might be listening from Florida, John Campagnola, who is also an amateur driver, and it just has blossomed into this, this flourishing stable, and, and uh, kudos to uh, our investors and everyone that believed in us, and this is our second year being nominated for this uh, prestigious award. Yeah, and I'd like Mike. I, I'd like to add to that. I'm hoping for next year that uh, we're too big, and uh, you know we, we can't get nominated. You know that, that that's our goal for 2020 is to uh, to get up to 15 uh, to 20 horses, and uh, that that would be uh, you know a feather in our cap, and, and that's that's what our goal is for the upcoming year. Now let's talk a little bit about that uh, USTA driving school that uh, you guys did. It was, you know, one of those things about the USTA driving school was it allowed fans of harness racing to kind of, you know, get behind the horse or work in the barn with those horses. What did those experiences do for you guys? Well, well, for me personally, uh, I'd have to say I was a a late bloomer to to this whole business. It's something that, you know, I've always wanted to do as, as a teenager and uh, was always involved as a fan and, and I guess, a gambler uh, throughout my life. And then um, at the ripe old age of 50, I had the opportunity to go to the driving school as it was being held in Goshen for the first time. And it just opened up a whole new world to me in terms of seeing uh, the inner workings of the sport, what it's all about. And I just fell in love with it and said, hey, I- I've got to get involved in some aspect. I had no idea it would lead to or take me on this path uh, to where we are today. I mean, I always wanted to learn how to drive a horse, and now I'm actually driving as well. I'll be driving uh, this upcoming uh, summer at the county fairs. Um, I have a, a two-year-old trotting filly uh, with uh, Kim Gilman, who's uh, down in Bell, Florida, uh, training the, uh, the horse for me right now. And looking forward to going down there actually next month and, uh, uh, you know, getting familiar with the horse. And, uh it's going to be a real exciting summer, and the driving school sponsored by the USDA made it all possible for me, Matt, and lots of other people out there that are, that are now involved in the industry. Matt Zagarello and Charlie Longo joining us from Winter Circle Racing. Guys, before we let you go, we'll throw this question at Matt. Uh, give some props to uh, some of the owners that you guys have. I mean, obviously, listen, it, it, it's nothing without, you know, good partnerships, good owners joining you guys. Uh, let's give some props to them. Absolutely. As I mentioned before, um, we could, it wouldn't be possible without the interest um, from all people who are just new to the industry. Uh, I think we've done a good job of getting some people that were skeptical or, you know, thinking it was uh, almost like uh, stocks, I guess, for lack of a better term, to getting them down to the track, getting them behind the horse. So we appreciate all of our investors um, that, that, have, that have gone in with us and continue to uh, spread positive word of mouth. Uh, to other friends, family, uh, and, and second, and, and just just building that upon. And the other big thing is there's a couple other uh, stables now that are that have horses with us or with uh, with Rob per se that are want to partner up on additional horses with us. So I know Mike, uh, both Mike's um, Mike and Mike Bozich, you mentioned last year, you might be getting involved with us, but possibly you and uh, the natural Rich Matei. So um, <clears throat> we're definitely open to. Uh, all comers and newcomers, and would love to uh, get more people involved in the sport and uh, hopefully continue to make a profit for them as well. 
Uh, all right, guys. And uh, one final thing before we let you go. Uh, if anybody wants more information on Winter Circle Racing, uh, where can they go to online? Uh, just just have your listeners go right to our website, uh, Winter Circle Racing. And from there, there's a wealth of information available uh, to them. It'll, it'll let them know what we're all about. And there's contact information there. They can reach out to us, and we'll be happy to answer any questions they may have. And uh, there's also links to social media. They can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, so guys. Matt, in the game. They can get in for a very low percentage. All right. Matt Zuccarello and Charlie Longo from Winter Circle Racing. Once again, they are finalists for Small Stable of the Year. Guys, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Best of luck going forward, and, and best of luck in the voting. Thank thanks, you very guys. much. Thanks Everyone get out there you. and vote, and vote for Winter Circle Racing. And thanks for those that nominated us. All right. All right, that was Charlie Longo and Matt Zuccarello from Winter's Circle Racing. Uh, and, uh, Mike, I'll tell you what, this, you know, once again, it's these small stables and, you know, and guys like this that it, it, it kind of make you feel good about the sport. I mean, and, and that's one of the great things, in my opinion, Mike, about the sport of harness racing is that really anybody can get involved. And it's such uh, a hands on thing. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're an owner, if you own just 1%, of one of these horses, Mike, you can get right back in the stable. You can jog your own horse. I mean, it's much more hands-on than, than even thoroughbred racing. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree with that. Myself and uh, Kate actually have jumped in on this uh, Ohio bred horse, Mike, and what a ride it's been on for us. I mean, you should ask uh, my colleague, Wendy Ross. I mean, I'm always talking about, you know, Zoe at work, and, you know, I've got winter circle pictures kind of hung up. Um, we've been yet to see a race because she always races on Thursday nights when we got stuff going on. But, you know, it, it's always fun to kind of go back and watch those replays and just enjoy the excitement. Uh, Ayers Ratliff actually owns a piece of uh, Rock and Zoe with me. And, you know, it's cool to be able to text him or call him and say, hey, you know, can you can you believe Zoe did this or did that? And, you know, that's how we both kind of got in together. Uh, he bought in and I bought in right behind him and you know, it's one of the big reasons uh, that I started with the fractional ownership. Yeah, no question about it. And, uh, it, you know, and it gives guys like us an opportunity. I mean, a chance to own a racehorse. I mean, really, without fractional ownership, Mike, owning a racehorse would just be – it would be a non-starter. It would, it would just a, a, a kind of a pipe dream. But, you know what, thanks you to all these guys, you know, Anthony McDonald and so forth, you know, winter circle racing, people like that with these fractional ownerships that give us the opportunity to kind of feel that thrill of owning a particular racehorse. Lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. We are highlighting the nominees for the Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award presented by Hoosier Park, Brady Galliers. Uh, from Galliers Racing is coming up next. Plus, we're going to join, be joined by Heather Wilder, Trevor Williams, and much, much more. It's most time with Mike and Mike, presented by Pet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires. Hey, racing fans, we all know the ride begins well before the starting gate. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, 
industry events, reading, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post time. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Family problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, we're joined now by Brady Galliers from the Galliers Racing Stable. Brady, what's going on? What's up, guys? How are you? Not too bad. Well, Brady, let's talk a little bit about your small stable. I've been to the, out to the Virgil Morgan Training Center, and uh, I'll tell you what, uh, what an amazing stable and what an amazing ride you guys have been on. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you got in the game, and for those of us uh, who don't really know who you are, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, yeah, it's been a good ride. Uh, I moved here about a year and a half ago here to Grove City to the training center, and it's uh, it's a great training center. It holds about 300 horses, uh, five-eighths mile track and jog track and stuff, and the horses love it. It's a brand new, great facility. So that's a, that's a plus. I think it makes me feel better uh, more than the horse, but that's all right. And uh, just got in the, just got in the business when I was younger, uh, went around to the fairs and, you know, my parents and my grandparents took me to the fairs. And finally, uh, after asking for a racehorse for multiple years, they finally got me one and it just kind of went from there. Uh, got through got through high school and then started training and driving. So, Brady, tell, uh, Mike Bozich here. Tell us about some of the horses that you have and uh, the size of your stable and uh, you know kind of uh, some inside information on maybe some horses we could watch out for going forward. Yeah, the m- most of my horses were shut down for a couple months. Uh, I, I got eleven horses right now. I I play the claiming game uh, a little bit, but. Most of the ones that aren't in claimers, I, I shut down for a couple months, and they're just getting back uh, back rolling here for Miami Valley. I have uh, have some trotters, have some pacers. Probably probably the standout of the barn is Peggy Sue. She's uh, she's been nothing but uh, great for us ever since we bought her about a year and a half, two years ago. She's she's really uh, showed herself and showed her breeding and stuff. But as far as uh, the whole barn, everything's going good right now. So. Now, Brady, I hear that you have uh, I hear you have a barn mascot. Uh, tell us a little bit about Biggie Smalls and uh, where the <laughs> idea kind of came up to uh, kind of he kind of helped build your social media platform a little bit, huh? Yeah, for sure. Everybody everybody knows uh, Biggie Smalls through through our website or through our Facebook page. They uh, they they're always asking for pictures and videos of them, so we kind of try to keep them on there and keep keep everybody entertained, but. I just it, it was a time where I had really all claimers and they were all leaving every other week and I was like you know what I kind of want a pet a pet here so we decided to get a miniature horse and 
And uh, so I ended up doing that, and, and he stays with us every every day here. He gets turned out every morning or tied to the vehicle and out there eats grass and walks around the farm and stuff. And I think everybody loves him. They they always uh, they always know who he is and, 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 you know, around what time he's coming every day. He makes his trips to the different barns and stuff, so. Visiting with Brady Galliers from Galliers Racing. Uh, Brady, um, obviously we've talked to Wendy about this numerous times on the show about the importance of social media and kind of how, you know, a lot of these stables uh, have kind of turned into a promotion vehicle for the sport of harness racing. Tell us, you know, how you guys kind of use social media to kind of promote yourselves. Yeah, you got you got to. I mean, that's kind of the the aspect of the business here, or the or the name of the game. I mean, get get your name out, and uh, you know, the more business, the better. She she runs all of that for me. She does a great job with that. Uh, basically, we kind of just decided one day, hey, you know, we need to we need to branch out and let uh, you know let people know what what we're doing here, what we're trying to do, and and get them involved with the things we do and stuff. So. We just, uh, you know, we kind of went slow, made made a Facebook page at first, and then now we got uh, Twitter and Instagram, and, and we do some giveaways here and there, and, and everybody, I, I always see everybody commenting on it, you know, like say with the Biggie Smalls deal, or, or we always post, you know, what horses are racing that day and stuff, and I think uh, I think a lot of people enjoy that rather than, uh, you know, having to say go to the USTA page every day or whatever, they can, you know, they can keep up by social media and I think that's what you have to do in order to, you know, promote the sport and your business itself. So, Now, Brady, obviously uh, you're one of the younger trainers in the sport of harness racing. What advice would you give to somebody who's kind of working their way up through the business and maybe wants to be a trainer? Um, just keep your head on straight, I guess. Uh, you know, everybody has their good days and bad days and, especially when you're starting out young. I mean, you don't know as much as say the old horseman or, or whatever, and you just gotta, you gotta stay focused and uh, your time will come and, you know, you just need one or two good horses and that'll get you, you know, that'll get you on the map and, and it, and it kind of goes from there, but nothing's easy about it, but pretty much just stay focused and, and keep at it, you know, go after it every day, really. All right. And one uh, final question before we let you go, anybody that, may uh you know may be interested in uh Gallier's racing where can they find you online what what's the easiest place yeah we, uh you know so any any of the social media really facebook instagram uh twitter all that stuff uh you know my my numbers on there and and uh you know just give me a call or whatever or or direct message us and and we'll lead you in the right direction all right, Brady. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. And, of course, the award show is next week. So best of luck in the voting, sir. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for uh, letting me be on the show and in and, and the running. So I appreciate that. All right. That was Brady Galliers. And, uh, Mike, once again, here we've got a, a, you know, a young guy that, you know, has really kind of made a name for himself and, uh, you know, somebody that's just kind of, you know, built his stable from scratch and just, you know, continues to improve each and every year, uh, over $600,000 in career earnings. And uh, Mike, that number will continue to climb undoubtedly. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Galliers Racing Stable has done some amazing things. Uh, finished sixth in the racing standings at Scioto Downs and um, has already had a big start to the Miami Valley Gaming Meet. And, you know, one of the big things about Brady, Mike, is the fact um, is his age. I mean, just, you know, the young blood of the sport of harness racing. And, you know, there's not too many people, uh, young people in the sport. And uh, it's good to see somebody his age jumping in and uh, kind of getting their feet wet. No question about it. And as I mentioned, Mike, it's really good to see a lot of these stables. And, you know, it's a lot of these smaller stables too, Mike, that are really doing a lot to promote the sport of harness racing through social media. And our next guest has it down to a T. It's Heather Wilder from Altmeyer Wilder Racing Stable. We're going to talk to her. Plus, Trevor Williams still left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike as we continue to highlight the nominees for the Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award presented by Hoosier Park. Back after this. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the Mobility Aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. We're back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, joined by Mike Bozich. We're joined now by one of the members of Altmeyer Wilder Racing, Heather Wilder. Heather, what's going on? Hey, how are you guys this morning? Not too bad. Well, listen, we know a lot about you. You have been all over the place uh, throughout 2019. <laughs> but before we get into that, Let's talk a little bit about you, uh, just Heather Wilder, the person. Uh, how in the world did you get you get mixed up in uh, harness racing? And tell us a little bit about uh, the family business that you guys have created. Oh, it was never a question for me. From the time that I was able to get to the barn with my dad, I was up on the weekends, um, in with the horses. There was never uh, there was never a doubt in my mind that I would be involved in racing, uh, and it just kind of came about. Met Mike, um, who was a successful catch driver at the time, 
and uh, I work to promote racing and all the stables here at the Meadows, and and now I, I work to promote our stable and, and still promote racing as a whole, but, you know, really try to get out and, and promote what Mike and my dad are, are doing on a consistent basis and, and the good things that we have planned. Now, listen, you got to give me some marriage advice here because I just got married. <laughs> and, you know, I know my wife could, couldn't stand to work with me if, uh, if you know, we had to be around each other all the time. How do you and Mike do it? I don't know. We are, I hear a lot of people say that. We actually work really well together. Um, you know, it's kind of cliche, but we say in our family that everyone's looking through the same bridle. And I think that that is the key. Our goal is to give the best care possible to our animals, uh, treat our partners and owners with respect, the people who work for us. Um, we appreciate them so much. And I think that you know, both of us understand that this is a team effort and we are, we are in it together. And, and for some reason it just, it works better. We are truly best friends. I know it sounds crazy, but we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we just talked, uh, we just talked with Brady Galliers uh, just a moment ago. We talked about the importance of social media and kind of, you see the, all these stables now popping up with Facebook pages and Twitter pages kind of helping promote and market the sport. Uh, obviously, Teetrick Racing was one of the big ones that got started early on. Uh, Altmeyer Wilder Racing. Uh, now we see Galliers Racing. We see a lot of different racing stables kind of popping up. You know, and interacting with their fans, interacting with people on social media, how important is that in the new age that we deal with of uh, social media? Oh, I, I think it's so important. Um, I see, I, I follow all those stables as well and any stable that pops up um, when their new social media comes out because uh, not only am I a fan of our stable, but I'm a fan of racing in general. So I love to see people promoting their horses, um, promoting what they do, promoting individual racetracks. And I feel like you have to do it. If you're not putting it out there, um, you know, staff have been cut back at racetracks and associations. And I feel like we have to bear some of that burden to promote ourselves. And, and I'm, I'm very excited about what I see. Now, Heather, uh, obviously you've gotten into the broadcasting aspect of uh, harness <laughs> racing as well throughout uh, 2019. And, you know, you've been doing so, excuse me, the end of 2018 into 2019 with the Breeders' Crown. And then you went out to Batavia for the uh, New York Sire Stakes Night of Champions. What has that part of your career been like for you? Uh, it's been, you know, I try to help out and I try to not say no when I'm asked. I have to, I have <laughs> to tell you that, that, that in front of the microphone is kind of probably the hardest thing that I do um, promoting harness racing. I would definitely say that that is not something that comes naturally to me. I, I enjoy being in the barn with my horses uh, a lot more than, than being in front of the camera and on the microphone. But I, I try to do whenever I'm asked, I try to always do what is asked to promote racing. Well, Heather, listen, good luck to you in the voting. And listen, hopefully we'll have you back here on the show next week. You never know. You might be getting a phone call from us on, uh, on Thursday morning saying, hey, we need you to talk to us. Uh, so good luck to you guys. Well, thank you very much. And thanks for having these awards. I think it's a really great opportunity to showcase some of the things that, that we're not familiar with all year long. So I love it. And, and I thank you guys for what you do. All right. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. All right, Heather Wilder, just one part of Altmeyer Wilder Racing. Again, voting is still open until Tuesday, 
and one of the hotly contested races is the 2019 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year. I can tell you that uh, it is probably the closest race that we have, so we're looking forward to seeing who the winner will be next week. Coming up next is uh, Trevor Williams, and for those of you who don't know the Trevor Williams Stable, they are based out of Manitoba, Canada. We'll be talking to them here in just a couple of minutes. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. We'll be right back. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires. Post time, gates moving. They're off and it is on. Every year, the Harness Horse Youth Foundation travels the country to share the love of harness racing with the next generation. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation educates, introducing youth to new friends and opportunities. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Learn how you can support bringing kids and horses together, building a stronger future for the sport. Visit hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. From the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes. Horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other. One that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan. PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseRacing.com. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, still lots left to come on the edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. The Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award nominees are about to talk to Trevor Williams. And for those of you who don't know Trevor, Trevor's got a really cool story that we're going to talk to him about. Uh, we're going to bring him in now and we're going to talk to catch driver champion Trevor Williams. What's going on, man? Hey, Mike. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Not doing too bad. Well, let's first kind of dive into uh, who Trevor Williams is. Um, you get, you received a couple of nominations uh, for the small stable of the year, and you're actually from Manitoba, but you also have a day job as well. 
Yeah, you bet. Um, I'm a bank manager by day. Um, I guess the uh, the small stable category fits me really well because I am extremely small. Um, we only race about 10 weeks of the year out here in Manitoba. So uh, the rest of the year I am I'm forced to uh, to make a living elsewhere for sure. Now, Trevor, kind of talk to us a little bit about your stable. Um, you you race in the Manitoba, kind of the Sire Stakes program out there. What's it like kind of building a stable for that program and only racing uh, such a short year? Yeah, it can def- definitely get pretty difficult. Um, there are there are a number of larger breeders here in Manitoba. Um, our product is actually uh, – it's a decent product considering the, the minimal days we race. Um, so getting a good one that can compete in the stakes program definitely becomes difficult if you're, if you're not breeding your own and you're trying to wait to, you know, purchase a, a colt or a filly that can do in these stakes. Um, so I usually, um, I'll have a couple of broodmares of my own, um, try my luck there. And if it, that doesn't work out, then I'll, I'll try and pick, uh, you know, some of the top two year olds or some that look like they're training down quite well. And, uh, and purchase them as well to try and try and at least be in the thick of things anyways. And Trevor, kind of tell us a little bit about the uh, racing up there. You have to excuse my ignorance. I've never been to Manitoba. Heck, I didn't even know there was a, a racetrack in Manitoba. Where, where is the racetrack up there? Are you guys up by Truro or is that the other side of the country? No, it's, it's the other side of the country. We're actually in a, in a deep freeze right now. I'm, uh, I'm on holidays out in the Arizona desert. So it's much better, much better down here than Canada, but, um, we're, we're a smaller province, uh, racing wise. We, uh, we race on a fair circuit. So, um, we actually travel week to week to, uh, small little rural towns and race at their fairs. Um, we, we used to race uh, at Assiniboia Downs in Winnipeg, um, you know, on the mile surface, but as of right now, we don't have a permanent home, um, Another little cool tidbit information. I'm I'm actually the the president of the Santa Cruz Racing Industry here, so we're uh, we're working at getting a a facility back in the city of Winnipeg. Um, obviously, that's what what drives customer base and um, and fans. So we we want to be in a larger market, and uh, hopefully next year you'll see that. Trevor, talk to us a little bit about what it would mean to win an award like this. Uh, obviously, you know, we, we talk to all of our small stables throughout the year. And granted, there's some pretty big stables uh, nominated for this award, but there's also some from a big, I mean, like a grand circuit type uh, stable. But we've also had winners of this category um, come out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, we look at guys like Larry Reinheimer, who passed away a few years ago, um, you know, springing up on Freaky Feet Pete by chance. Uh, what does it mean to you to kind of be nominated for this award, and what would uh, what would it mean to win? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm not expecting to win by any means. Um, looking at some of the names in the category, obviously, um, some earners of over a million dollars. There's, uh, yeah, definitely some pretty big names on that list. I was, you know, shocked and surprised at first, definitely. Um, but it's it's just an honor to be be nominated with with some of these people, and um, you know. Uh, just in general, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a real honor. All right, Trevor, listen, I'll let you get back to your vacation and, uh, you know, (laughs) enjoy Arizona. I was actually out there for the racing symposium uh, a couple of weeks ago. So enjoy the weather while you, while you got it out there and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you next week. Thanks a lot, buddy. I'll see you on catch driver. eh? 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Trevor Williams. Okay, take care, Trevor man. Williams, stable out in Manitoba. And uh, what a story he has uh, with only a couple of race days a year. Uh, just got his 200th win. He definitely amplifies what is the Larry Reinheimer small stable of the year. Well, that'll wrap it up for this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Next week is the week. It is the 2019 Post Time with Mike and Mike Award Show coming up next Thursday. Voting ends on Tuesday afternoon at 12 noon. We look forward to having each of you join us next week. Again, we'll be back next Thursday for the Post Time with Mike and Mike Award Show at 1030. Good night, everybody. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol to finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay. No!